I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Right here on the BetQL Network, Joe O, Joe Gier and Hawkster with you on a Wednesday. You heard the call there as the Niners put up a bunch of touchdowns. Brock Purdy leading the charge in the first half. And then they beat the Bucks on Sunday. Join us right now. Talk some NFL as we go towards week 15. Ben Brown, pro football focus on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix, a revolutionary technology, helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. We can start there, Ben, with Brock Purdy. You know, when the injury happened to Garoppolo, my first thought was, all right, really good Niners team, but how do you overcome this? Right? How do you, how do you go on your third-string quarterback, keep going? I kind of moved them out of that top six group, right? Maybe there's just five teams that are really, really excellent. I'm not sure now. What do you think after watching Purdy for a game and a half? Do the Niners still belong with that top-tier group? I, I'm i still very much going to have them, I would say, in the second tier behind both the Eagles and the Cowboys. And, and, it, and it still is the question of Brock Purdy, right? I know we got a game and a half, and it was – uh, a really good one and a half games from Brock Purdy, but I still think there is, you know, some downside risk on any given play to the point where he could in some ways blow up, what is otherwise going to be a really good game for the San Francisco 49ers. And I think that's kind of the risk that they didn't have with Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, who was very good at kind of limiting a lot of those mistakes in certain situations. He did have one stretch where he would turn the ball over, uh, you know, pretty significantly, but at least this season seemed to at least have a handle or a better grasp on that. But that question, uh, I would say, has still very much not been answered from Brock Purdy's perspective. And I think that was kind of the one, not the main reason, but one of the issues with him as he kind of progressed through his college career. So I, I'm waiting for that to happen. I know it hasn't happened in, you know, the one and a half games so far, but I, I very much still think there's going to be a spot where Brock Purdy uh, maybe ends up handing the, the other team uh, a victory. And I think when that happens, uh, that's going to be the reason why the 49ers are probably just a tier below both the Eagles and the Cowboys in the NFC. Well, right now, San Francisco's fourth in the Super Bowl odds. They shortened after uh, Purdy's performance at home. I, I, I'm with you. I want to see it on the road. Let's see what happens against Seattle, even though that's a softer defense. Uh, it, it seems like there's a, a drop down in tiers when you go after the top six in the NFL. Just looking at the Super, Super Bowl odds, you go from the Bengals at 10, and then it goes down to the 20s with the Ravens, Dolphins, Vikings, and that area. If you are picking a team outside of the top six in the odds to make a run in the playoffs, to, to maybe do some sort of a burrow run from last year, where do you go? 
I, I I don't know if I want to recommend this one too strongly, but I still kind of believe a little bit in the Miami Dolphins. I know I know Tua, for all intents and purposes, like isn't going to be the quarterback that we all probably assumed he was beginning of the year, but I still very much buy into Mike McDaniel. I still very much buy into the, the offensive weapons that they have around Tua, and I very much think that they can kind of scheme, you know, a productive passing game that is capable of not only, you know, grabbing a lead early, but also kind of coming from behind and maybe pulling off an upset. So out of all the teams, I know I know I probably gravitate towards uh, the AFC, or I, I should probably gravitate towards the NFC more so than the AFC, mm-hmm. but uh, I still think the Dolphins have, you know, a top five passing offense, and I still think that's going to matter very much in the playoffs. So give me the Dolphins. I would maybe... Uh, recommend the Vikings, but I'm I'm afraid of the hate that I receive from you guys if I actually do. That. Uh, no, 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 no. Listen, right it was all in the field. I I thought you were going to restore it at 125 to one. Why not? They're the team you don't want to face right now. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I I think that one's definitely getting a, a little bit overblown right now. Obviously, they do have offensive playmakers in piece in place, and and Goff is very much playing some of the best football that he's ever played. Uh, and, and I do buy into Ben Johnson as an offensive coordinator, but you know, defensively, I think you know they're a lot like the Minnesota Vikings, the, 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 and they're probably worse from a defensive perspective than what the Minnesota Vikings are. So, seeing them actually go in and beat a team like Philadelphia, who's going to dominate them in the trenches, a team like Dallas as well. I, I just don't see it. I don't think they have probably like the top end talent that, you know, the Vikings have at the wide receiver position quite yet. I know Amon Ross St. Brown is definitely emerging, but uh, I still would probably have, you know, the Vikings at their price uh, further ahead than the Detroit Lions. So I don't, I still don't see those Lions getting into the playoffs, unfortunately. Oh, okay. There's no hate on this show. It's all love. We do like to argue, though, maybe talk some trash. So that's why I'm going to circle back to the Dolphins. Because weren't you a little concerned about that Chargers defense? I mean, they almost came up with a blueprint on how to stop this Dolphins offense. And I'd be a little worried if I were high on the Dolphins. So I'm curious your take on that and what you saw. Because I was shocked at what the Chargers did to that Dolphins defense. And moving forward, I'd be worried. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a really good point. And I think in, in some ways for, uh, and maybe for my own personal reasons, I was like really low on Braden Staley headed into this matchup because he was a guy that, it, for all intents and purposes, I kind of bought into last year, at least as far as like pushing pushing the right buttons for a team that I thought was definitely headed in the right direction. And, and we didn't see that whatsoever in 2022, but I still think he is, you know, given his defense roots and everything else, is very much capable of, of putting together, uh, you know, a schematic game plan to slow down what is a high octane offense. But I think that's also, you know, the the pivot or whatever that we don't necessarily bake in or expect is like now that the film is out there for slowing down the Miami Dolphins, like they have the chance to kind of counter that option. They have the chance to kind of go back to the drawing board and see, you know, how can they kind of take advantage of some of these, uh, you know, defensive schemes that they're going to see for the rest of the season. So that's kind of why I still buy into Miami. Cause like I said before, I do still buy into Mike McDaniel. And I think he is capable of at least making some adjustments to put Tua in the best position to succeed going forward. And, and if he does that, uh, I, I think they can definitely, um, you know, take advantage of a lot of the defenses that might be just a little bit overrated. I would say in the AFC. All right. So potentially three straight dolphins uh, questions for you, but this is your choice. So let's go to the Saturday games. we got three games on Saturday this week, Colts, Vikings, Ravens, Browns, Dolphins, Bills. The numbers of those games, Colts are a four-point dog, Ravens two and a half, Dolphins seven and a half. 
I found this interesting. So in the last 20 years, there have been 89 NFL Saturday games, right? Short week, but not super short. It's like the one day. Road teams are 63% against the spread in these Saturday games. I found that interesting. If you had to pick a dog on Saturday, Ben, Colts plus the four, Ravens plus the two and a half, Dolphins plus the seven and a half. I mean, the odds are actually two of these might cover, but if you had to pick one, your favorite dog on Saturday. Yeah, so I, I probably should go with the Miami Dolphins, but I do think the weather concerns and everything else are very much, you know, uh, I would say going to be impactful to what the Miami Dolphins do well offensively. And I don't think they have, you know, a strong enough defense to, uh, I, I would say, slow down a Buffalo Bills rushing attack that's kind of led by Josh Allen. So I'm a little worried about Miami once again this weekend. So maybe I should rethink my strategy about them being potential, you know, the, the team to potentially bet on in the Super Bowl because you might be getting a better price on them even after this week as well. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Browns just because. Uh, I, I can't fade my Vikings once again. I do think they're going to probably take care of business against Indianapolis. And I don't want to buy into a Jeff Saturday-led, uh, you know, Colts team no. right now. So give me the Browns injury situation with, you know, uh, the Ravens quarterback situation. Or, or, I, sorry, I'm confusing myself here. The Ravens are actually dogs right now uh, against the Browns, basically. That number did flip from the look ahead line. So I would say I still think that – Given, you know, the injury concerns and everything else, if things break right for the Ravens, like if Tyler Huntley is able to go, which he was limited in practice last week, that would probably be the one dog that I uh, I back here. But uh, I really don't feel strongly about any of these three. So I guess I'm probably fading the, uh, the, the Saturday trend here coming up uh, in week 15. What do you think about tomorrow? Uh, if you like San Francisco on the road, you can find a juiced three, or you can play it uh, three and a half on Se- the Seattle side. Do you have a strong opinion? I do. I'm I'm continuing to fade the 49ers until I either uh, go broke or they uh, finally finally come through for me. But I like I like the Seahawks. You know, uh, plus three and a half. We we kind of touched on it a little bit before, but. You know, Seattle's defense has been, you know, I would say pretty heavily big play dependent, especially causing some turnovers. You know, a guy like Tariq Woolen, I think, could probably have, uh, you know, a pretty big impact on this game without Debo Samuel on the fold uh, on a short week. I think the Seahawks kind of respond a little bit here. And, and kind of like what we touched on before, you know, the, the 12th man, I would say, has probably the biggest home field advantage, uh, you know, for any team in football in Seattle against a rookie quarterback that I still very much don't buy into. Uh I would say, you know, getting uh, getting the three and a half points at home, uh, it's just way too much for me. So give me Seattle plus three and a half. I think that's probably one of my favorite bets here uh, coming up in week 15. Moving ahead to the Monday night football game, Rams at Packers. And, you know, I enjoy uh, fading Aaron Rodgers, but I was thinking this morning, like, this could be a good spot for Aaron Rodgers. It's like he's playing like every game could be his last. The Packers are finally getting healthy. You know, we're seeing the connection with Watson um, has been electric. So what are you expecting in this matchup as the Packers host the Rams and our seven-point favorites? Yeah, uh... Aaron, I always feel like you asked me about like the ugliest games uh, imaginable coming up on the slate or something <laughs> like that. I don't know why. I don't know why that is, but um, I, I'm, 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 I'm kind of with you on that. I do think I'd probably feel more comfortable um, as we kind of like move towards the latter half of the season. I think it's a spot where you you can tease more games, so the Packers, you know, off a of seven down to one or something like that, just to win outright would probably be the way that I would, uh, you know, approach this game given, you know, uh, the low total and everything else. I think, you know, seven's a wide number, but there's no way I'm touching the Rams in their current state right now, given the injury considerations, everything else, who they're starting at quarterback. 
Uh, I very much agree with you. I think it's, you know, Packers or bust. The only question for me is if you want to lay the seven uh, or if you want to tease it down with, a, you know, a number of other options here coming up in week 15. Or maybe just look at props. <laughs> maybe <laughs> Stay just away from the side. You, you need some action if you're going to watch this game on Monday. Night. I'll definitely <laughs> agree with you on that. So. <laughs> Ben, one of the most interesting games uh, for me for Week 15, uh, Cowboys at Jaguars. It's a look ahead for the Cowboys where they play the Eagles, right? It's like that in-between before they play the Eagles on, on Christmas Eve. They're, they're really their chance to find a way back in the, in the top of the division. But the Jaguars are playing better. Uh, they had that tough game against Detroit. But, but other than that, they've played better. And Trevor Lawrence, you look up the last five, six weeks, it's been the best we've ever seen him play. It's a four-and-a-half-point number right now at BetMGM. Which side would you be on here? Cowboys in Jacksonville. Four and a half as the number. Yeah, I, I do agree with you that I think, you know, the, the letdown spot or letdown narrative um, is definitely probably influencing the market a little bit here. But I also think that I still think the Cowboys are, you know, very much pretty close to the same tier as the Philadelphia Eagles. I know people are going to knock them coming out of that Houston game last week, uh, you know, winning at the end in the fashion that they did with Dak Prescott very much having a down game. But I'm I'm inclined to either like throw that game out the window or also kind of assign it to, you know, this this idea of this like luck bucket and the fact that, you know, the, the Texans were pretty fortunate from a turnover perspective to even be as close in that game as they actually were. So I, I think it's Cowboys for me in this particular spot. I do agree with you. Um, you know, Trevor Lawrence has been playing some of the best football uh, that we've seen basically at the NFL level uh, so far throughout his career. But uh, I, I think Dallas is good enough defensively to kind of take out everything that they're probably going to put forth offensively. And I think that, you know, given the current state and where the market has the Jaguars, uh, I, I think they're just a little bit overrated here. So give me the Cowboys minus four and a half. I'm, I'm apparently playing a lot of the favorites here coming up in week 15. Uh, well, what about your favorite on the board? Is it a favorite uh, NFL side or total for this week? Uh, that's yeah, I do. I, I, maybe I'm just like licking my wounds from last weekend, but I do think the Bengals minus three and a half against, uh, Tampa Bay, uh, makes too much sense. I, I, I for, I've come on this show basically every week and kind of said that I expect Tampa Bay to at some point turn it around. Uh, and I think it's, it's finally time to probably get off that a little bit here. So I, I like Cincinnati. I have expected, you know, a little bit of, um, you know, one poor performance here at some point in time. Maybe that happens this weekend. But given the injury considerations for Tampa Bay, given where they should actually probably be, you know, power rank given their current state, uh, I think Cincinnati is the much better team in this matchup. So at minus three and a half, uh, I'm taking them as probably my favorite favorite here coming up in week 15. Ben, I was starting to look at, you know, what I want to target in terms of props this week. And I started to think, like, could this be the week that Deshaun Watson, I know we talked about the Browns, but maybe really starts to knock off that rust because Donovan Peoples-Jones had his best game of the season last week. Um, Njoku had a pretty good game. And I'm wondering, okay, he got a couple games, you know, under his belt now. Maybe he does knock off that rust. And I'm curious how you kind of rate him moving forward. Yeah, he very much hasn't been good. I, I, I do agree with you. I, I would expect them to kind of turn it around. Um, the, the, the question that I think is, is kind of like how you evaluate the Ravens defense and especially their secondary. Um, I, I know we've talked about this before, but we have them like 26 in our, you know, uh, power rankings from a defense perspective. And I think they haven't all been all that great, um, you know, from, from a coverage perspective either. It has been a lot more, you know, big chunk plays as opposed to any sort of like, you know, underneath moving the sticks and every single type of 
uh, on every single type of drive. But uh, I think they allow a few big plays here. I would probably lean more so, you know, in Donald Peoples-Jones' direction, maybe something along, you know, his longest reception over or something like that would probably mm-hmm. be the spot that I'd, you know, really want to target. But uh, they very much seem to get David Njoku involved, especially along the red zone. So if I was playing anything from his perspective, it's probably, you know, in any time touchdown score kind of based on, you know, where that number is actually priced here uh, coming up on Saturday. Great stuff, Ben. We always appreciate it. Enjoy your week. Enjoy week 15. Ben Brown, pro football focus on the GetMyPhoenix.com. Guests on the Phoenix, a revolutionary technology, helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. We'll dive into the season-long stat leaders, which ones still holds a value in the betting market, next on the BetQL Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 